Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another uh, edition of Real Sports Talk by Niraj Kalia. It is January 17, 2024, coming out to you on this Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well, staying safe with all this black ice and snowish weather we got a little bit here. So, hope you're all staying warm and healthy and just as great as always. Uh, you can find more of my episodes and my content, obviously, on Spotify, Zencast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podvine, and many more platforms. If you missed anything so far in regards to the NFL uh, 2023 season and the playoffs, uh, definitely give this a listen uh, and do share. And, you know, I'll definitely keep, keep, keep it coming um, if you can. So, uh, in today's episode, I want to uh, recap Super Wildcard Weekend for the NFL 2023-2024 playoffs. Um, obviously, the weather and things going on come at you a little bit little, little than I anticipated. But let's dive right into it, what we saw on uh, the AFC and NFC side. Kind of going in the order of games which we did see happen. And boy, I gotta say, I think... Picks-wise, uh, out of all the games, um, I think I might have only gotten two right, I believe, um, out of all of them. So, uh, not the best weekend for picks-wise, but hey, you know, it's, uh, you gotta go with something to flow sometimes. And definitely some of the games that, the results that I expected were just, whoa, like, did not see that coming. But that's the beauty of the playoffs and... And they can happen, and we saw quite a bit take place. So, let's start with Houston and Cleveland. Uh, obviously, uh, a big-time matchup uh, for two teams that had unbelievable seasons. Obviously, the Browns battled quite a bit of adversity uh, to get to this point in the, uh, in the season, and Texans just kept on coming. Uh, slowly but surely, they made noise, and they started winning games that uh, they didn't look just to win, and Boy, the Houston Texans put on a put on a dominant show as they defeated um, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think was, the final score was forty-five to fourteen. And you know, this game early on it was a little bit back and forth. Uh, you saw both teams have success early on a little bit. Um, you know, there were couple of missed opportunities early by the Texans, but they made up for it big time, um, you know, on their following possession. So, look at Cleveland, what was kind of my takeaways from this game and why, you know, how these things unfolded. Um, number one, Stroud was, was fantastic. I think he became the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. He was fantastic. And this Cleveland Browns defense, that was... The, one of the best, if not the best, uh, in past defense or so throughout the entire season. And they got uh, beat and shredded quite a bit by C.J. Stroud, who obviously didn't play in that first matchup that the two teams had um, um, on, you know, on Christmas uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, boy, what did Stroud do? He put up some uh, really impressive numbers as well as some throws. Uh, you know, he threw for three touchdowns, I think. Um, and you know, you just saw him play with that that style, that you know, that conviction, and he made it happen against a Browns defense that definitely um, 
got beat and he kind of answered the questions that you know he had to answer that game and um, once the Texans kind of saw him play well their defense also kind of rallied and, and, and played suit um, I would say the turning point of this game probably came uh, with the back-to-back possessions and the s- second half that ended in two pick sixes for the Houston Texans defense so the Browns obviously were down um, at halftime I think by uh, by 10 or so um, and those interceptions by Joe Flacco back-to-back really killed any chance the Browns had in this game and the Browns had an unbelievable season they obviously tried to rally and play behind obviously Joe Flacco who's obviously up there in age you know it's kind of his magic kind of ran out you know it was a Browns team that played well when they had the lead and had a solid running game without Nick Chubb, without Deshaun Watson, without having those two players. It kind of showed in this game where, you know, you need a little bit more from the quarterback. You need a little bit more from the running game. And I think the Browns were missing those two elements. And that's why they ended up getting behind and falling behind. Um, But the, you know, the pressure by the Houston Texans, this is my other takeaway. Domenico Ryan's defensive-wise, what a big difference it was, right? Amari Cooper was lighting it up in the first matchup. Second matchup, not so much, right? You saw this Texans defense get pressure, get things going, and they got takeaways. They got takeaways. Usually the Browns, especially, is getting takeaways. Uh, the Houston Texans defense did that, and Stroud was unbelievable. D'Amico Ryan's coaching and his ability to kind of keep his team engaged and, and competitive on the side of the ball. They really made it hard for the Browns to do anything, uh, especially, like I said, those, those two possessions that ended in pick sixes, that was the turning point in the game and why the Texans are uh, won their first playoff game in almost, I think, four to five years, possibly, or even longer than that. Um, might, might, be, might be much more longer than that. So a great day for Houston Texans fans and how they ended up getting this victory and advancing through the divisional round. Uh, let's get to the night game, uh, which happened on Saturday night, and that was between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. And the Chiefs ended up winning 26-7. to um, Obviously a frigid game with temperatures obviously below and minus and wind and all that. And um, heading into this matchup, there, obviously there, there were things about people talking about should the weather, should they have moved the game, should they have done this. Obviously football is a game of elements and things like that. You'd love to see good football um, but this game honestly um, wasn't you know it, it didn't get too out of hand um, until you know later but it was more about which you know where one team could do in terms of balance on the offensive you know offensive side and one team who couldn't do that and the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes they ran the football extremely well they I think they had over 100 plus yards rushing and they mixed that in with Travis Kelsey having a, you know, a couple of big receptions. And then how about Rashid Rice, right? Catching um, number of passes for almost 130 yards and a touchdown. That was the difference. The Chiefs had better balance offensively all game long. They didn't put up touchdowns, um, you know, at a high rate. Obviously, the weather and everything, they put up, you know, good enough numbers where they put Harrison Butker, their field goal kicker, in a good spot uh, to make a lot of these field goals. And the Miami Dolphins, outside of one big play to Tyreek Hill. Um, 
Miami Dolphins struggled to do anything on offense after that point. Um, it was just one of those games where you felt like um, you, you could have seen a lot better, um, you know, from the Miami Dolphins in terms of their offense because Tua, obviously, his first playoff game, the nerves and everything, right? Um, that was a big thing uh, to kind of watch and see. Um and, you know, it just didn't work out the best way for the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel did not have the best of coaching performances, right? Um, that was the one thing um, to kind of watch out for was, you know, there wasn't a good enough performance um, from from the Miami Dolphins, Um Yes, they're uh, they obviously are a team that plays much better in warmer weather and everything. And you know, when they were healthy as a, as a full team defensively, they obviously were able to do a lot, you know a lot more. But injuries happen, things change, and the depth of the Miami Dolphins on defense was tested. Right, Mahomes was able to get a couple of calls his way. Um, you just saw Tua just not be able to make some plays, some throws that he usually does make. Right, and. Miami's running game wasn't as strong as the Chiefs, right? And so I think that was a big thing. Um, but the Chiefs are, you know, are a different team of play. And their defense, this is a lot of credit for being able to play a good style of. But they took away a lot of different things. They played, they blitzed pretty well all, all game long. And that ended up being a big difference in this game. So, I mean, Miami also had a sensational season. They kind of, like I said, towards the end of this uh, the season, they kind of wear down a little bit. Um, and that Chiefs defense kept them off rhythm in the entire game. And by the time that, you know, it could have been a game, Chiefs got, you know, a score. So, so compared to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they have more experience. They've been here. Their team played like it. The young guys stepped up a little bit. So now, you know, they advance. And, now, you know, I think they'll be playing their first road playoff game in a number of years. So from that standpoint itself, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to watch um, you know, what happens there because, you know, both teams are, um, you know, very talented and, like I said, the Dolphins' trajectory did change after their injuries. Um, but they got to answer questions about Tua, right, and uh, whether he'll get a contract or not, and that remains to be seen. I mean, I'm sure they will lock him up. He had a good year outside of, right, everything else. Like, he played uh, pretty well for the most part, right? So I think that you will see them obviously roll it back a little bit. They're probably going to have to get healthy, but they need some more depth and more physicality, I think, uh, when it comes to their to their roster and definitely the elements of cold weather. And, you know, they had the division right in their hands and they slipped up towards the end of the season, right? That, might, that Tennessee game was kind of a turning point. They lost that game and they pretty much, you know, and fell apart after that. So the Dolphins have a lot of things to kind of correct and look back at what they you know, could have had possibly. Maybe a playoff game at home would have been much better in this aspect. Uh, but, you know, because the Chiefs are moving on and playing the division around next week at Buffalo, which, uh, which is going to be a fascinating matchup uh, to get into. So now let me transition to uh, the NFC a little bit before I get to the AFC. So we have the Packers and the Cowboys and man what a big upset and you know I had picked Dallas to win this game 
Uh, and man, what in the world happened in that game? <laughs> Everyone's still wondering. The Cowboys got embarrassed and blown out um, by the Packers, um, 48 to 32. Although the final score, you know, whatever it was, if you know, it was much uh, more difficult and more worse than that. Uh, I mean. Man, the Packers just jumped out and played extremely well. And my one takeaway is was uh, this game was just well over before halftime, right? I mean, you just saw this Cowboys defense that had been so good all year long, home streak, 16-0 plus. They just fell apart completely. Um, you know, there was possession after possession where um, the Cowboys defense couldn't stop anything. And... Jordan Love played tremendous. Someone who I definitely underestimated heading into this matchup. I didn't think he was going to be able to dissect and beat the Cowboys defense, you know, as much as he did. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it was just one of those games in which um, you just didn't see a whole lot of good things from Dallas, right? They, they made a lot of mistakes and one of the shocking and things about this game was that Dak Prescott and this offense with C.D. Lamb, they just didn't do anything right. Uh, you saw frustration kind of boil over a little bit. And Dak threw that pick six towards the end of the first half, which really messed up a lot of their chances um, in this game to have a comeback. So, I mean, just one of those games in which um, you didn't see a whole lot of good things from Dallas at all. And... The lack of a running game hurt them, right? That was one thing. Mike McCarthy um, just didn't have his team prepared. And on the other side, look at Matt LaFleur. I mean, you saw him just have a much better game plan where, you know, they were able to take advantage of a lot of things, right? Um, I mean, they came out and Aaron Jones had a lot of success. Right and um, I mean they just never looked back, right? They never looked back and they never um, were able to stay, you know, in one piece in this game. It was just like you know the Packers had answers for everything, right? Love made some art off platform throws. There was a one wide open touchdown to Musgrave that was there. So the Packers executed well all the way around, right? They really put Dallas on their heels. They, they took the opening possession and scored a touchdown. And Dallas had played from ahead a lot this season. They had beaten a lot of bad teams. They had lost against some winning teams. And that kind of showed up in this game where Dallas didn't get any takeaways. Excuse me. And they didn't get their offense to be able to, excuse me, to play as well. Like, you didn't see the same thing that you saw all season long. So... All in all, it was a very impressive performance by the Packers. Dallas didn't show up, wasn't prepared. They got blitzed, outbeat, out-hustled. And C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott, and their connection just wasn't there. It was not there. It wasn't as good as it should have been. That's why they ended up losing this game. Uh, the Lions got their first playoff win in almost 32 years or so, beating the... the the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams 24-23. This was probably by far the best and competitive game that we had in Wild Card Weekend. Um, 
both teams brought it. Um, Jared Goff played extremely well in the first half of this game. It was a little bit of a nervous moment or so in the second half, but they persevered. And the difference in this game was that the Rams failed to capitalize in Detroit Lions territory almost three times. Sell for field goals, right? Because instead of touchdowns, there were some penalties, there were some missed opportunities. Uh, down the end zone, the Rams, their speed and their great wide receiving corp just wasn't able to solve this Lions defense in the end zone or so. Um, and Matthew Stafford played well, Jared Goff played well. How about Nakua having a big time playoff game? You know, those catches and all that. And it was a sensational game, and it came down to just a few moments, right? And Dan Campbell uh, was a little bit better than Sean McVay. As if, you, if you look at it all the way around, McVay definitely, the timeout usage wasn't the, wasn't the best, right? They kind of cost themselves a couple of timeouts because of how, you know, how they were trying to kind of play, uh, you know, and uh, the running game for the, the Rams wasn't as great either. But the physicality of the Lions kind of stood out a little bit, right? Mona St. Brown made a huge catch or so to seal this game late, which was huge. Um, and all in all, like, you know, it was a game in which it came out to momentum. It came down to getting key stops. And the Rams just con- didn't, didn't convert enough third downs. Um, they didn't, they should have gone for it a couple of times, I think, in some in possessions. It was a game in which Jared Goff played well, showed up when he had to show up, and he made the throws. And Dan Campbell was aggressive. He kind of kept his team engaged and rallied. And McVay had a great season, no doubt. This was the best coaching job he probably did in any Rams team he's had. Um, I just they didn't have, they just didn't have enough um, in terms of you know having because you know, they have guys who are speedy and they didn't have that like end zone type of guy all season long. You know, Higby, yes, he can do some things here and there, great. But um, I think that's where the game kind of uh, turned, in my opinion, was, you know, the Rams' inability to kind of convert some opportunities into points. Uh, If they had been able to get maybe a little bit more, they could have beaten the Lions. The Lions play bend and break defense. Um, Aaron Glenn does a lot of credit for being able to keep his team right. And the penalties, there there was a missed call. No doubt there was a hold on Nakua on one of those drives, but give the Lions credit. They've been waiting for this moment. As I said, they I thought they were going to find somebody to how to do it and uh, a big win for their franchise and what was kind of going on with them this season they're having. So they're hosting another playoff game in a row and Motor City is definitely uh, in a frenzy and still is in a frenzy as they get ready for another playoff game at home coming up. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills played on Monday. Um, the Buffalo Bills won 31 to 17. Uh, Josh Allen was tremendous all the way around. Um, you know, putting up I think two or three touchdowns, and he also ran for one. His ability to play big time football once again was the reason why the Bills won. And you know, they set the tempo and early and often. He didn't turn the ball over. Joe Brady. Mixed in a good balance of runs as well for James Cook. And the Bills just played their offense, right? You saw guys um, get opportunities to make plays, and they took advantage of that. And Josh Allen played like the elite quarterback that he is. Now, obviously, it wasn't much of a challenge because, obviously, on the other side, you have Mason Rudolph and the Steelers offense that had been 
inconsistent all season long, and they have been winning. Steelers have been have been playing winning football, um, you know, towards the end of the season here. But that was because they didn't play a team that had offensive weapons and a talented quarterback as the Bills had. So the Steelers did hang closer than I anticipated, um, but their inability to run the ball and have big plays consistently in this game was a story. Uh, and if they had done that better, possibly they could have made it more interesting. But uh, the Bills, they did play well. They showed up. And um, one thing that coming out of this game that kind of was a little bit concerning for the Bills is that their defense you know, has some injuries. The, the, the durability of this Bills defense is something to watch heading into their next playoff game home at, you know, with Kansas City, which will be an epic matchup. Um, but the Bills played their football, played their style. Um, and the Steelers, Mike Tomlin did a tremendous job. I have to give him credit. I didn't see the Steelers making the playoffs. Um, but he played and he coached really well. Injuries did take place. But the quarterback, um, you know, uh, position kind of hanged over their over the season, all, all season long. Uh, you kind of you kind of wonder if they had started Kenny Pickett. Maybe things would be a little bit different possibly. Um, but all in all, you look at it. Uh, it was a sensational game for the Bills. One that they had to get right after the playoff disappointment they had a season ago. It was a big time performance for them to kind of get that over their heads and and win a playoff game at home after having that debacle, I think, a season ago. So um, we'll see if the Bills are going to make a run here because uh, they definitely have played better football as of late. They've, you know, they've committed to running the ball and having a good balance. And Josh Allen seems to be operating at very high levels. So it does make for good football and exciting storylines heading into the divisional round. And the final game that capped off Super Wild Card Weekends between the Eagles and the Bucks. And I gotta say, I think the Eagles, probably because I thought that you know, A.J. Brown would have played. Um, and I thought they would find a way to muster up a win because honestly, I was hoping for the storyline of Niners, Eagles possibly, right? Uh, that was kind of what I was uh, kind of hoping to see it because, you know, obviously after last season, what happened and all that. Uh, but um, the Eagles didn't didn't play. They they finished, they they played bad down the you know down to this season after starting ten and one, and they just completely fell apart on Monday Night Football where the Bucks won thirty two to nine. Baker Mayfield obviously had a tremendous game. Um, the Eagles defense just got torched in terms of they cannot stop this Bucks offense, especially on these drives that had the touchdowns. Poor tackling, bad angles kind of did them in in this game, right? And, yeah, I mean, yes, it was close for um, a while, but the Eagles just never they just never got um, a lot outside Devonta Smith in this game, right? Jalen Hurts all things considered, had played pretty well, except for the fact that, you know, there just wasn't a whole lot going right in this offense, right? You didn't see Dallas Gardner have a big game. Devonta Smith had a big game, but there was just nothing going on for the Eagles. Like, there were just struggles all the way across, you know, in terms of just being able to help the quarterback come back to the court. There was a lot of routes and things that they got better. So the Eagles just didn't run the ball well. And their defense just got torched. Baker Mayfield did some good things. There were some drop passes by the Bucks wide receivers. But all in all, like Baker Mayfield, what a tremendous story, right? Number one overall pick. It's just like Jared Goff, you know, went, to, you know, got traded, went to a different team. Um, 
McVeigh definitely was a big role in helping Baker Mayfield get back on track in that one year that he was there. But Mayfield just did what he had to do. This this, this Bucks defense was was great, right? They took away a lot of the Eagles' success in terms of like trying to run the ball or. You know, you kind of wonder if Nick Sirianni could have called more quarterback runs for Jalen Hurts, right? Because that was something that we didn't see a whole lot of. And this offense just looked broken, didn't have a whole lot of going to it. And the running game and all that wasn't great. So the Eagles had just a lot of things go wrong for them. And the Bucks kind of took advantage of that and played better. Played better all the way around. Todd Bowles, the blitz scene was tremendous. And how about the Bucks? I didn't see them coming out of the NFC South and winning. I thought the Saints would have won the NFC South. So the Bucks suppressed expectations. You know, um, you saw just a lot of good things from their wide receivers and their whole team itself, right? They just kind of took it to the Eagles. Never let the Eagles kind of figure it out in this game. And the Eagles are heading home where a lot of changes probably expected in terms of like coordinators and personnel possibly because they failed a lot of aspects down the stretch and the Bucks just played better football and found ways to win and um, the Bucks are moving on so you got some great matchups heading to the divisional round of the playoffs um, you know you got the Texans at the Ravens which should be a sensational matchup hopefully from quarterback wise right? Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud Right, we got Jordan Love and the Packers taking on Brock Purdy and the 49ers. The Packers and 49ers have had quite a bit of history of playing each other. Um, history has been on the Niners' side every time in this matchup, so it will be interesting to see how things do evolve in this game. Right, and look at the uh, other side of things. We get to see, um, as I mentioned before, <clears throat> yeah, you have, you have Bucks and Lions, right? That's going to be a tremendous game. I mean, Mayfield versus Go- um, you know, Jared Goff, Bucks Lions. I mean, both teams have had sensational seasons. That's going to be a hell of a matchup, right? Um, so you have that. And then you just kind of look at it. We have the ultimate matchup um, to cap off divisional round playoffs. And that's between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Obviously, both quarterbacks have had so much history with each other. The Bills have won the majority of the regular season meetings, but the but in the playoffs, you know, Mahomes is I think two and zero against Josh Allen. But this time, the game playoff game is in Buffalo in Josh Allen's house, and so it's going to be really engaging to see how these quarterbacks do play uh, because they bring out the best of each other when they play head to head. And Chiefs are a little more healthier than they were in that previous matchup in the regular season, so. It has the making of a great divisional round where, you know, we could see a lot of really great matchups and excited to see who we see emerge um, in the conference championship games for both conferences. That is all said and done.